join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We have a great show for you tonight. Our first guest is our friend Paul Garman, the executive director, producer of Musical Theatre West. Paul, welcome back to Straight Talk. Happy to be here. I think I, it's my third time. Third time's a charm. Uh, you've had a great season this last year. I attended several of the productions. Uh, it's been wonderful. Now. We started off with a world premiere, a new re-envisioning of Cole Porter's Silk Stockings. And so that was in October and November. Uh, and then we came up with the producers. It's been one of our most number one requested shows that we've had over the last uh, 20 years or so, ever since it premiered on Broadway. I saw it and I loved it. It was a Broadway quality production. Yeah, we had the Broadway sets and costumes. We had the gentleman that did the, uh, the lead, replaced uh, Matthew Broadwick in New York uh, as the, the lead in our show. And it was just a wonderful show. Fantastic reviews. We were really happy with it. And then we did a brand new show called Forbidden Broadway. It's new to us, new to this area. It takes all the shows of the last 25 years on Broadway and spoofs them. And it's kind of like we called it Broadway meets Saturday Night Live. It was a great satire. I loved that it show. It broke all attendance records. It even sold better than the producers. Wow. And it was a wonderful, fun show. And we're ending up this season with an, uh, a show that's been around for a while. It was uh, reprised on Broadway a few years back. It's called Little Shop of Horrors. And it will play July 10th through July 26th at the Carpenter Performing Arts Center. And in the current issue of the Straight Talk Reporter, we have... Uh nice article on Little Shop of Horrors, and it's about this meat clerk that uh, makes a pack with the devil plant. <laughs> he does. Uh, business is kind of bad at the floral shop on Skid Row, and so uh, by accident he finds out that the plant likes a little bit of blood, and it's a wonderful kind of spoof of uh, 1950s sci-fi musicals and, and movies, and it's a great deal of fun for the entire family. And once again, we're really honored to be able to have the Broadway sets and costumes. We've shipped them out here from New York, and that's a tremendous it, asset. It adds a lot to the It really does. That plant that. at the end is, you think he's going to eat the world. And uh, Steve Glaudini, who directed Producers, is also Correct. directing this. He is going to be our, our director for that. He's our uh, associate artistic director for Musical Theater West. And Daniel Thomas, our general manager, is the musical director. Wow. Talented, the, talented crew you have. We yeah. are really excited about this show, and we have some wonderful talent in it, uh, some big Broadway names that are coming out here in New York to be with us. Well, Paul, this is your 11th year in Long Beach, Musical Theater West, and, and you'll be entering your 57th season. Coming up. 57 years of, of theater. It's been a long time, but it's been a wonderful run, uh, particularly the 11 years, years here in Long Beach. You know, the, the Long Beach arts community is so vibrant and so wonderful, and we're so supportive of one another, and Musical Theater West is just honored to be one of the many great groups here in Long Beach uh, entertaining the public. Well, Long Beach, the city, and the community has embraced Musical Theater West. They you, certainly have. You have your own home, your actual building now. And, we do. Uh, that helps. We do. And about 60,000 folks a year come to see the show, so we couldn't ask for anything more. We're very, very pleased. Give us a preview of next season. Next season's going to be a great year for us, Art. Uh, we're going to start off all four of the shows that we're doing, actually all five of the shows that we're doing, we've never done before. So that's a little unusual because when you've been around for 57 years, pretty <laughs> you pretty much have to do things one or two times. So we're going to start off with a, a wonderful favorite of the family, uh, Meet Me in St. Louis. And it's the show that we've never done before. It'll be done. It actually opens on Halloween, and there's a Halloween segment in the show, so that's kind of fun, as well as a Christmas uh, segment. But uh, Meet Me in St. 
St. Louis will be the first show. Then in December, we're going to do an, an optional fifth show that we've never done a, a fifth show before, and it's going to be Rent. We will be the first regional theater in this area to be able to do our own production of Rent. So wow. the tour just played the Pantages. It'll end up at the Orange County Performing Arts Center in the fall, and then in December, we'll be the first regional theater to do our own production of Rent. So Wonderful. we're very excited about that. Uh, we continue then in January and February with Sweeney Todd. It'll be the 30th anniversary of, of Sweeney Todd's writing. Pretty bloody and show. And another kind of a little bloody show, but a wonderful operatic show. If you've yeah. never seen Sweeney Todd, it's just beautiful, beautiful music. So uh, a little bit of gore, but what opera doesn't have a little bit of gore? <laughs> <laughs> a few people die along the way, but it's just beautiful music and okay. very lush. And then uh, a show that's running currently in New York called The Marvelous Wonderettes. It's running off Broadway. It's in its second year now. Uh, it played for two years here in L.A. Uh, over at the El Portal, and we're just delighted to bring it to our audiences. And then we end up with a little salute to our nation, 1776. Ah, yes. Yes. And 1776, I think, should do very well for us. And Sorry. we're very excited to bring that to our audiences. Well, you get tremendous renewal of your season ticket subscribers. We'll we, put up your website at the end of the segment. And uh, you, won't, you don't have to go to L.A. or New York to see fine musical theater. We're very, very pleased with the reception we've gotten and uh, the reviews this season have been excellent. We've been critics' picks in the LA Times many times. Uh, we've won several Ovation Awards, so it's a very gratifying season for us. I know you started a long time ago, Paul, as an onstage actor and then long mi time ago. <laughs> migrated to, to production. Just give the audience a sense of what theater production means to you and has meant to you? I love what I do. Um, it is a wonderful honor to be able to present musical theater at the community. It's something that I love, something that I'm very passionate about, and to be able to present four musicals a year, or next, next year five musicals a year, to our community, it's just a wonderful feeling. Uh, I love the feeling of the audience coming into the theater, uh, excited about what they're going to see, and leaving afterwards so excited about what they've seen, and we just have a very passionate audience, and uh, they get very involved in what we're doing, and they're so supportive. So. And I know you are one of the few people in this country that have such enormous respect of both the actors that come back uh, to be part of your productions and also the support groups that you've created. We uh, try it's to quite, quite we, impressive. We try to create a very family feeling uh, with our company, and many actors do come back. We're not a repertory company. We don't have the same actors over and over, but we have a number of them that do try to come back once a year and do something with us. And our two support groups, the Musical Theater West Guild, has about 300 members, and they do all the volunteering behind the scenes for us. And then the Musical Theater West Footlighters have another 300 members. So all in all, we have about 650 volunteers, which is a wonderful way to be well, able to Well, congratulations, Paul. Continued success, break a leg with Little Shop of Horrors, and uh, uh, stay with us. We'll be back with more of our show after these messages. Welcome back. Joined now by Gabriella Holt, President and CEO of the Citizens for California Reform. Gabriella, welcome back to our show. Well, thank you, Art. It's always uh, nice to be here. Gabriella was here recently when she was running for state assembly. And Gabriella is a political activist, also former member of the Palos Verdes School Board. But now you're heading this organization, the Citizens for California Reform, which is premised on, I think, a true fact, uh, and we've talked about this at some length, that the California legislature is dysfunctional. It ain't working, it's broken. And there are a lot of plans afoot to address this problem. You started this organization uh, Citizen Legislature Act. You want to get this on the ballot. Tell us what your thinking is about a citizen legislature. 
Well, just piggybacking on what you said, Art, about the California legislature being broken. I mean, the voters pretty much, you know, ratified that when they voted no on those initiatives in May and really essentially sent the legislators a message, go do your job. And before, in, uh, prior to 1966, California had a part-time legislature. And so uh, now they are unlimited full-time and we're looking to return them to part-time status. So we introduced an initiative um, to the Attorney General's office May 20th, the day after the um, voters really sent a clear message. Sure to begin um, you know, giving us an opinion. So you, you want to get a million signatures on this so we'll get on the November 2010 ballot. That's the intent. That would make our legislature in California a part-time legislature. Correct. 30 days in January, 60 days in the Correct. spring, and then they go home. Absolutely. They're there part-time and they're focused. Your, your job is to set the budget priorities and let the executive branch manage the affairs of the state and the people. Let me just quote... Uh, Mark Twain, who has his thought of the month in our current uh, Straight Talk reporter, and the quote is, no man's life, liberty, or property is safe while the legislature is in session. That's Mark Twain. <laughs> That's, that pretty much sums up GR. You know, Just joking, but there's an element of truth there. Um, but that is true. You know, yeah. if the politicians aren't right now, as, as they um, can assemble, it's full-time unlimited. So they only spent, in the last two years, 130 days actually in session yes. conducting the people's business. The rest of the time was spent fundraising and, and other things. And you've pointed out that the California legislature is the highest paid in the nation. I didn't know that. $116,000 a year plus $139 per diem that adds another 30000 plus a car allowance. So these people are paid a lot at 116000 the next highest state is 79,000, which is Michigan, which is not another example of a well-run state either, I might add. Well, we're, we're a full-time unlimited legislature is really the exception than the rule. Most of the states in the nation wow. have some form of a part-time legislature. Wow. So your thinking is if they're part-time, uh, they can do less damage? That's the thinking. I mean, like Mark Twain said, <laughs> the less time they're spending under the dome, you know, the less damage they can do that floats down, down home. Now, when the Republic was founded, the idea was citizen legislators, Absolutely. farmers, Absolutely. they would go for a few months, come back and tend to their farms. But we've developed a, a professional political class that, that make a career out of politics, which is not exactly what we want. Well, in 1966 when we were full-time and went, I mean, we were part-time and went full-time, the um, following year, the legislature's expenses doubled, yeah. doubled. It went from, it almost tripled from 14 million to 40-some million, and now it's over, it's, it's nearly half a billion dollars. Well, to me, the problem is not just the expense of the salaries and staff, but it's the decision-making process, which seems to be warped by special interest groups. And of course, as we both know, the legislature is composed of liberal Democrats and conservative Republicans at loggerheads. You need two thirds to do anything, budget or, uh, 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 budget or taxes. Right, exactly. And so we're Raising at stalemate. And the state's in deep trouble and no one really knows how to handle it. Well, that's the question. As they spend more time 
in the in this um, session, and they more spend more time in Sacramento, not even just in session, the more money is spent, and the bigger the deficit. So it's inverse. So you think this part-time might be one of the real solutions? Absolutely. I think they need to get focused, redirected to what a legislature, um, you know, is supposed to do, who they represent, let the executive branch do what they need to do, rather than this partisanship stalemate where they pass a bunch of silly bills, which we've heard about, some of them like the Blueberry Commission. Okay. Well, here's the brochure that uh, this young lady has put together, and if you want to get on her bandwagon and help reform the legislature, uh, contact the telephone number and website of the organization, which we're going to put up right now. Gabriella, thank you so much for, again, joining us, and good luck in your efforts to help uh, rationalize our state. Well, thank you very much, Art, and um, congratulations to your 15th anniversary. Thank you. Thank you so much, and stay with us. We'll be back. You won't want to miss the next segment. Chef Art is coming. Chef Art. I don't know how to cook, but the chef does. Okay. <laughs> we'll be back after these messages. Welcome back. We're joined now by Chef Art Gonzalez, the executive chef at one of my favorite restaurants, McKenna's on the Bay. Chef Art, welcome Hello. to our welcome to our show. And as one who has no cooking ability, I'm kind of in awe of watching you as I do regularly at the restaurant put all that stuff together. What tell us what it feels like as you're making a restaurant work. Well, basically, you feel like a um, you're orchestrating a a play. Um, you know, you, you have a lot of different factions that come in just to get one plate out. And um, you're trying to make everything come together at once, along with everyone else's meal to all come out at the same time. And you so. have the sous chef and this assistant mm -hmm. and all, and, and I, I, I see it. You like it most when you're really busy, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the best time for me on a Friday and Saturday night when yeah, yeah. There's bu it's busy in a 45-minute wait. I, I love it. You love it. Well, our... Distinguished guest is on the cover of Great Taste Magazine, which is a, a well-respected trade publication, and congratulations on Thank that. Thank you. Uh, you've been a chef for how long now? About eight, nine years now. Yeah. I've been cooking for as long as I can remember, but professionally about eight, eight, nine, eight nine years. I can barely boil water. I can make <laughs> Leo and, a, and barbecue a steak. That's mm -hmm. my entire repertoire. Maybe someday I'll have the opportunity to learn Please. some of the things. But uh, you are also involved in a very interesting program called Cooking for a Cause. Tell, tell us about that. Yeah, on July 22nd, um, uh, uh, me and, and two other chefs will be doing a cooking class um, in Orange County at the Orange County Food and Wine um, Center in Costa Mesa. And all the proceeds go to uh, needy families. Um, we also help uh, put kids, uh, give them scholarships to go to cooking schools. Very positive uh, thing for the community. And that's on a Wednesday night, uh, July 22nd at 6.30 p.m. We put the graphic up. If you're interested, uh, contact the website, uh, great-taste.net, and you can get more information and reserve your place. And what kind of meals do you teach people to cook? Maybe I'll try and make it. Um, uh, uh, Chef Adam is going to be doing a salad. Um, uh, Chef David will be doing the main entree, and I'm actually going to be doing a dessert. Each course is paired up with the wine, uh, specifically chosen for that course, and we also make a signature cocktail. So you, you get a dinner out of it as well oh, yeah. as learning you get how a to meal make the dinner. And a few drinks, and, and okay. it just, it's really it's a neat thing to come together with people and, and meet new people. Well, there's an old saying, give a man a fish, you give him a meal. Teach a man to fish, 
you give them a profession. So <laughs> you, you actually get both a meal and a, and a little bit of a mini yep. profession there. Well, McKinnon's, as I mentioned, one of our sponsors here at Straight Talk and one of my favorite restaurants is involved in a program with the Aquarium of the Pacific. Tell mm-hmm. That's very exciting. I just learned about this. Um, uh, the Aquarium of the Pacific started a program called Seafood for the Future, and it's to raise awareness um, about sustainability um, in, in restaurants and basically it, how we're using uh, different species of fish and, you know, so we don't overuse them, so we have them in the future and we can be able to, to cook and eat um, some of these fish in the, in the future. So restaurants that subscribe, is kind of like a good housekeeping seal that you're doing the right thing, which, yes. which McKenna's and you are. And if you order a seafood dinner at McKenna's now, you will get uh, this wonderful coupon, which I, I, I'm very impressed with, for a free admission to the mm-hmm. aquarium. Which is a $28 value. and twenty three ninety five to get into the aquarium. And you buy a $23 seafood dinner and you get a, t- a not a two for one, but an actual ticket, ticket. to the aquarium. So mm-hmm. that's one. Of, congratulations. I, I had never heard of that program before. Let's spend a couple of minutes just talking about cooking because it's, again, something sure. I know nothing about. Uh, why did you get involved? Um, it's just something that always intrigued me. Um, I'm half German, half Mexican. I grew up with both of my grandmas cooking. Ah. Um, so later on in life, I, you know, did uh, you, did they teach you as a young kid? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They didn't really teach me. I just kind of always kept an eye on it, you know, and that's most absorbed in. It it just came very easy to me and it always, it was something fun. And you you got on the job training. That's how you got into this career. You didn't go to one of these academies or something. You just learned by doing. Mm -hmm. I walked into Spaghettini and they started me off in the dish pit and Uh the rest was history. So now you're at, uh, at McKenna's, and uh, they're really kicking there. They have oh, great yeah. music and great food servers and Beautiful food. patio, and to me, honestly, one of the best views in Long Beach. I always believe it saves you, you $6,000. It saves you a trip to Maui <laughs> yeah. by going out there on you a really, sunset. You sit on that patio and watch the sunset. It's, it's something special. What's your favorite dish? I know it's an unfair <sighs> question. You love all your children. Yeah. <laughs> Equally the same. <laughs> Anything fresh and seasonal, really, yeah. that's, that's what I strive for. And how would you categorize your kind of cooking versus other types? Really, to me, it's, it's California cuisine. Yeah. We're, we're, they're so ethnically diverse in California. Um, it's a mixture of everything. And, and like I said, I just like it fresh and, and um, in season. And I noticed that you condense the menu a lot. It used to be a lot more choices and you've narrowed it for what reason my philosophy is um i rather do uh, a few things perfect than do a lot of things kind of okay so i rather focus on on the dishes we've chosen to present at the restaurant and make those perfect and unique to what we want to do well if you come to mckenna's which i hope you will make a point to go over and say hello to chef art that you saw him on straight talk and also pick up one of these great aquarium tickets. Uh, This summer, the aquarium is featuring Shark Summer, and it's a great time to go and uh, enjoy the aquarium if you haven't been there before. And let us say thank you very much to Chef Art, and thank Thank you for for your contribution to the community. Thank you very much. Okay, we'll be back with the remaining portions of Straight Talk after these messages. Only half-jokingly, I can refer to this as our 3M show, Music with Paul Garman, Mind Over Legislature with Gabriella Holt, and Mouth with, with the Chef. Uh, music, Mind, and Mouth. And uh, 
It was a wonderful show, and uh, uh, there's an old saying, you are what you eat, and Chef Art, is there any, any truth to that? Um, yeah, yes, I, I believe that, and that's um, you know, a, definitely a philosophy that chefs take on. You should put healthy and good things into your body. Yes, course, you'll, you'll uh, feel the difference. Yeah. Well, again, thank you for joining us, and thank you at home for being with us, and please join us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by Southern California Edison, The Press-Telegram, and Long Beach Magazine. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable worldwide 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.